Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Good is the mood we're in a week from tonight. Yeah, I'm not fucking kidding about that. I, I am so anxious. For the first time in my life, I smoked my medical marijuana for legitimate medical reasons. I, I, I don't know about you, but this election, wow. I feel like I'm waiting for the x-rays to come back. See if that spot on my lung is really nothing or... And it's not just liberals, you know, who are nervous. It's uh, independents, moderates, sane Republicans, future generations, every other country on Earth, all the animals, the fish in the sea. There are amoeba under the ice on Mars saying, oh, this could be bad for us. <laughs> and, it, and, you know, it's all about turnout. I mean, who's going to show up? Will enough black folks turn up? Hispanics, young people, women? Will the undecided voters figure out before the election which shoe goes on what foot? <laughs> you know, and... If all that's not enough, the FBI says Americans should look out for terror attacks on Monday. They said they would do it, but they're so busy with Hillary's emails from 2009. You know, that... A terrorist attack, that would be such a nightmare scenario, to watch terrorists ruin our election after all the work Russia has put into doing that. I mean, this is... I know this is a comedy show, and I'm going to try to keep it on that level, but it's not fucking funny. There is a slow-moving, right-wing coup going on. Media, do your fucking job. Report on it. The, the, The FBI has become politicized. They call... They're calling it Trumplandia. There's a faction in it that is politicized and trying to sabotage Hillary's campaign because they're convinced that she is the devil. Now, is it really surprising that guys in a building named after J. Edgar Hoover have issues with women? (laughs) Perhaps not. But we have reached peak insanity here. The Russians are creating fake documents to discredit the Hillary campaign, and the Trump campaign tweets them out as if they are real. Republicans are trying to elect a sexually assaulting psychopath who is, if not a Russian agent, unwittingly working as one. 
and people in America are saying, well, it's better than Hillary. No, it's fucking not. We have to get a grip on reality. Reality. Remember reality? Trump said yesterday, I'm saying this word for word, he said, I'm honored to have the greatest temperament that anybody has. <laughs> and then three fact-checkers died. <laughs> he said, last week, he said, if Hillary wins, she's going to let in 650 million immigrants in the first week. <laughs> A little perspective. The country is 320 million people. <laughs> it took us 240 years to get up to that, and she's gonna double it in a week. And the pundit said Trump is on message. Yeah, if the message is I'm fucking insane. <laughs> uh, we are... We are so through the looking glass on this. Uh, Melania made a speech. <laughs> yesterday. Nothing against Melania, but she made a speech where she said, our culture has gotten too mean. And she said her cause when she becomes first lady is a crusade against bullying. Okay, before you pile on, remember, she comes from a, a country named Slovenia, which is uh, too poor to afford irony. <laughs> and... She, in her speech, specifically emphasized cyberbullying. You want to stop cyberbullying, Melania? Hide your husband's phone. <laughs> I mean, she said... <laughs> she said, yes, we've gotten too mean. She said, we have to treat each other with respect and kindness. She said, people are too often picked on for their looks and intelligence. Still not ringing a bell, dear. <laughs> Oh, that's how you keep a marriage fresh. Stay blissfully ignorant of every single one of your spouse's personality aspects. <laughs> Boy, they make a good couple, don't they? they they're a couple that makes sense. She's a supermodel, and he's always saying things that make you want to throw up. <laughs> All right, we got a great show. We got Martin Short. We got Jennifer Granholm, and we got David Frum. And as you know, uh, oh, this is great. As you know, we, and I do mean we. Yeah. I do mean we. I've been trying to get President Obama on the show for a long time, and now my dream was to have him here in the studio with you, our studio audience, maybe next time for that. But the, for the interview tonight, we were thrilled to be invited this week to the Roosevelt Room in the White House where the president was... I have to tell you, the, the president was extraordinarily generous with his time. I wanted to ask him the kind of questions that we crazy people here at real time might be interested in, the kinds of questions he doesn't often get. And two of those we saved to tempt you to see more of the interview online at youtube.com slash real time, where you can see me ask the president about atheism and about why does America need to have an empire. But right now, here is the president three days ago at the White House. Okay, we're here with the president. We're very excited to be here. I'm very, very excited to be very here. Very grateful, thank you very much. Um, you must be a little wistful. You must feel a little like David Ortiz about a month ago, uh, where you know you're, you're going on to great things in the next chapter of your and life. And I'm still but, hitting. 
and you're still hitting. But my feet hurt. But, <laughs> but you know you'll never quite have a job as exhilarating. Well, you know, it, it is time. Uh, you know, I, I tell people that um, this has been a great run. I have loved this job. I, I'm not going to pretend that there haven't been moments of great frustration, but it is a singular privilege. Uh, I think I'm as good a president now as I've ever been because you learn stuff yeah. over eight, eight years. Sure. You've, you've sort of been around the track a bunch of times. Um, but I also see now the wisdom of the founders that uh, at a certain point you have to let go uh, hmm. for the democracy to work. Right. So we're a week out <clears throat> from the election. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I, you're a history buff. I think if, when we look back, if Mr. Trump is defeated, yeah. I'm hopeful that we will be, the takeaway will be that um, socialism was not such a dirty word anymore because of our friend Bernie Sanders. And uh, I'm just wondering, as someone who was accused of being a socialist before, <laughs> what do you think about the idea that <clears throat> in America, yes, we're capitalists, but yeah. some things just should not be yeah. for the profit motive. Healthcare, right. uh, prisons, the military, elections. And I would add news gathering. Yeah. People say, get the money out of politics. I think you've got to get out of the news business first, or we're never going to learn anything. Well, a cu couple things I'd say. First of all, in some ways, the label socialism doesn't make that much sense in a context where there's no economy that doesn't have some socialist elements, meaning that uh, there's some common goods that we all agree everybody should have. Mm -hmm. That's what Social Security is. That's what uh, Medicare is to some extent. That's what public schools are. We all chip in to make sure that everybody, no matter the circumstances of your birth, uh, have these baseline goods. Uh, and as you know, I felt pretty strongly that health care should be one of those, uh, one of those goods. Uh, I've also said in the past that if I were designing a system from scratch, uh, I would have probably looked at a single-payer system. Uh, but we do have legacy systems, and, and that's the only thing that sometimes when I've had conversations with Bernie, uh, I've, I've said to him, yeah, we don't start from scratch. Uh, there, there are, You've got a $1 trillion healthcare industry, for example, and you've got a lot of people who are working for it and a lot of special interests involved. And so my goal in the Affordable Care Act was if I can get millions of more people insurance, then that's my first goal. And then the question is, how do we make sure everybody ultimately gets it because there's still gaps in coverage? Uh, I think the same is true you know, when it comes to uh, some other issues. To me, I think there is a pretty bright line around prisons. I agree with you that the criminal justice system should not be infected by uh, the, the profit motive. Th this is the awesome power of the state, saying we can take somebody's freedom away. Mm -hmm. We can lock them up because they've breached some part of the social contract. The, the notion that you, want to, you might incentivize people to lock more people in uh, or keep them there longer, uh, uh, or not provide the kind of rehabilitation services so that they can get out of there. Uh, I think that's a problem, and so I'm very proud of some of the work that we've been trying to do along these lines. Uh, we got more work to do. When it comes to the the, the media, that you know that's a tougher call because look, state-run media, uh, that's what they got in in. Uh, well, not state-run, but just like it used to be. 
where it was a lost leader for the, for the networks. They didn't have to make a, a profit uh, at CBS. Partly, be, cause partly they had, because they had a monopoly, though, uh, to some degree. Right. right. So they were fat and happy. In this kind of environment, it's hard to figure out how you would do that. Um, but, you know, the, I think the question I'd have when it comes to the media is uh, how do we create a space where truth gets eyeballs <laughs> and is entertaining yeah. and uh, we can build a common conversation. What is true, when I leave here, one of the things I'm most concerned about is the balkanization of the media where you've got 800 stations, you've got all these websites. People have difficulty now just sorting out what's true and what's not. Yeah. And if you don't have some common baseline of facts, yeah, you, you, we can have a disagreement about how to deal with climate change, but if we have a big chunk of the country that sure. just discounts what 99% of scientists say completely, it's very hard to figure out how we move uh, the democracy forward. Okay, let me ask you about a question that I know people who watch our show are interested in, right. which is marijuana reform. Are you, is that something that you care about? It is something I care about. It's, <laughs> no, we both made jokes about it. But it's not funny to the people who get arrested, yeah. uh, which is over half a million, I think, last year. Yeah. Um, it, you know, you and I both could have had our lives ruined, not really by smoking it, but by being arrested for it. Right. Um, and, you know, I feel like you had a checklist about, let's get rid of a lot of the stupid stuff, like opening up Cuba. Right. You know, you came out for gay marriage. Uh, I was hoping ending the drug war would be on that list. It's on the ballot now in nine right. states in a week, right. including California for right. recreational and Arizona, right. and medical in places like North Dakota. Right. Isn't it time the federal government yeah. caught up to progressive states like Arizona and North Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here, here's what I'm... I have always believed that to the extent that the society legitimately wants to uh, guard against any kind of substance abuse, that you treat it as a public health problem. Look, I'm an ex-smoker, cigarette smoker. X? X. And really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really did you am. wink or did you get something in your uh, eye there? I, I, I thought I caught a it's wink true. there. Okay. I, uh, uh, I, I'm chewing the heck out of Nicorette. But, really? Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, when I, when I passed uh, health care reform, that, that was, I think uh, right. I'd had my last cigarette. Um, but, but the reason is because there was this enormous public health effort to get kids not to pick up smoking uh, and to make sure the parents felt guilty if, if they were passing on that, uh, that habit to their kids. Uh, and, I th and so that's where I think we need to go with pot, uh, alcohol, uh, and so, so I don't think that legalization is a panacea, but I think that we're going to have to have a more serious conversation about uh, how we are treating uh, marijuana and our drug laws generally. Okay, I want to ask you this question. Again, it's an issue I think we don't get asked a lot about, but it's important to my audience. Yeah. I know people will roll their eyes and say, it's so California to ask this, but food purity. Yeah. Something that means a lot to me. Right. Somehow it got to be elitist or liberal. 
I don't get that, to want food that isn't full of pesticides right. or food that wasn't created by torturing animals at, in factory farms, right. isn't full of antibiotics, which is a problem in itself. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're upside down on food. We yeah. eat too much corn because we grow too much corn because we subsidize too much corn. And you know, one of the problems with the Affordable Care Act is that people were found sicker than expected, right. uh, and that's partly because of the food. I think, and obesity, uh, and all the work that Michelle's been doing. Yeah, yeah. That, well, but look, shouldn't the, the uh, food be put more at the top of the agenda when when we come to addressing healthcare? There's no doubt about it that right now we got a disease care system. We should have a healthcare system, and healthcare system would include nutrition, exercise. Uh, but also pushing back on corporate Well, and, and, and so the, uh, I, I think what is true is that for a long time, agribusness has uh, had a, obviously, a prominent seat at the table in Congress. It's bipartisan. Uh, some of the reforms that we've tried to initiate, uh, for example, on the school lunch program, uh, have actually made some progress on this front, and Michelle deserves a lot of credit for it, as do uh, a bunch of organizations that have worked on this. Um, I will tell you, and this may be controversial in, in, in some of your audience, it is important to look at the science on this stuff. So when it comes to antibiotics, for example, the science is clear. We pump our animals full of it, and, and that's not just a problem in terms of uh, what we're in, ingesting. It's also a problem that more and more uh, yeah. you know, bacteria is becoming resistant. Uh, resistant. To, yeah. to antibiotics. Um, but in some cases, like for example the GMO debate, it, it, there, there are areas where there are legitimate concerns, there are some areas where the science seems to indicate, well, this is okay. But we and just got back to the science and it says it doesn't increase the yield. Well, exactly. And they use just as many, if not more, pesticides. Right. Well, that's, so, so my point is what, that what we have to be make sure we're uh, doing whether we're on the left or the right is being driven by the science and if it turns out that some of these genetically mo uh, modified uh, foods uh, aren't uh, healthier uh, aren't more productive and use more pesticides then we should follow the science if in some cases they're not causing any harm then we should follow the science there as well Do you think we ask too little of the public uh, politicians, you know, of course, are always kissing up to the public and saying things like, if we only had a government as good as the people. Right. But the people aren't very well informed. Yeah. They don't exercise their right to vote. Yeah. And when they do, they don't know much about it. Um, I just feel like we don't, we don't ask the people very much. We're afraid to ask the people, eat better. You know, the, the phrase was, yes, we can. I, I feel like they're not pulling their weight on the we. It's a partnership yeah. with them. Yeah. Eat better, vote more, learn something. You know, I... I, I I'm a glass half full guy and an optimist about the human spirit. You are right though that people are busy, they're stressed, and they don't have time to follow the intricacies of some debate around Medicaid or you know, what's going on in Syria. And so part of the, when I say I want a government as good as the, 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 the American people, what I mean by that is, is that uh, I think people's instincts their gut, uh, what, they, what, they, what they want out of life and how they want to see people treated is actually pretty good. But 
Um, the question then becomes how do we get enough information in front of them to be able to make good decisions. I, I've always believed that if I could get into, you know, if I could sit in the living room with every person in America over, you know, that I've got hmm. the majority on my side uh, and a healthy majority on my side on every issue that we work on um, just by having a conversation. The problem is we got all these filters. And look, if I watched Fox News, I wouldn't vote for me either, right? right? Because, you know, you've got this screen, this funhouse mirror through which uh, people are receiving information. How to, how to break through that is a big challenge. Th th this whole conversation that's been uh, had lately uh, in, in the aftermath of the rise of Trump, uh, this notion that um, part of what's happened is, is that uh, both Republican and Democratic elites have neglected the white working class. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is that every policy I've put forward would make a huge difference with the white working class and the black working class and the Latino working class, whether it's raising the minimum wage or the Affordable Care Act, giving people health care who don't have it and who are working hard and, and, and need help, or making sure that unions uh, are, are strong so that you can have a little more leverage uh, at the workplace or making sure that, uh, you know, something like the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau uh, is, is, uh, is protecting you against some scam mortgage. And what I'd like to s figure out, and I think Democrats do have an affirmative obligation to do that, do this, is, is to work harder to, 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 to figure out in, in this new age What's the equivalent of getting into people's living rooms and being able to have a conversation and being able to listen to people? And, and I know you're home. off to Ohio, right? You've got an election to rig. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, want you, I want you to get out there because, uh, boy, it's, it's a very nervous time for the a lot of people who the, are worried about Mr. Trump. Uh, the, the, the stakes are high. I, uh, I know we, you know, uh, we were getting the... Uh, we're getting the... We're getting the gong, but, uh, but, but, but I, I will say this. Um, the choice in this election is, is, should be really clear. And, so clear. and, and mm. anybody who's, who's watching your show and was a supporter of mine, was a supporter of Bernie's, uh, you know, is, is a progressive generally, um, this idea that somehow, well, you know, both of them have problems and yeah. nothing will change Ridiculous. either way. <laughs> Listen, all the progress we've made on climate change, Paris Agreement, mm -hmm. HFC uh, Agreement, Aviation Agreement, the 20 million people who have health insurance that right now that didn't have it before, all the progress that we've made on trying to check uh, uh, the excesses of Wall Street, and you know, Dodd-Frank and the, and the, the C, uh, Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, any chance of immigration reform, including uh, the work that we did to make sure that these amazing dreamer kids all across the country who are now going to college or serving in our military are not suddenly deported or at risk of deportation. Uh, every single issue that we've made progress on over the last eight years is going to be on the ballot in the form of this choice. And I have worked with Hillary Clinton, I know her, and 
she is somebody who cares about these issues. She does her homework. She cares deeply about ordinary folks. Her policies are uh, aligned with yours and mine. And yes, she is somebody who believes in compromise and that you don't get 100% of what you want. But you know what? That's the way this democracy yeah. works. Anybody sitting on the sidelines right now or uh, deciding uh, to engage in a protest vote, that's a vote for Trump. And uh, that would be badly damaging for this country and it would be dam uh, damaging for the world. So uh, yeah, no, no complacency this so, time. So uh, get out there. Get out there. <laughs> Thank you so much. You did a hell of a job in this office. Thank you, I know I speak for myself and my audience. Means a lot that you did this. And us. even though I wasn't on the show that often, I watched it all the time. Really? Thank you. Well, that's nice to hear. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Mr. President. Now it's time to meet our panel. He's the senior editor at the Atlantic and former Bush speechwriter who just announced that he voted already for Hillary Clinton. David Frum is over here. <laughs> a studly move, David Frum. She's the former Democratic governor of Michigan who, if Hillary wins, please, Jesus. <laughs> For you to say that, it's really, meaningful. I will fucking join up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll head her transition team, Jennifer Granholm. <laughs> Jennifer, how are you doing? And uh, he'll soon star in Hairspray Live on NBC in, on December 7th. <laughs> And then he'll do a 50-city tour with Steve Martin. Wow, his career never stops going up and up. You know why? Because you give the people a quality product. A quality product, Martin. Oh, for goodness sake. Don't forget, Mr. Sanders, your questions for tonight's overtime. So you can answer them after the show on YouTube. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. I've had a couple of drinks. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you, you've had more than a couple of drinks. <laughs> I really have. I mean, I'm shitting in my pants because, you know, <laughs> let me take you back a couple of years. First, they said, everybody said, except me, by the way, that Donald Trump, when he talks about running for president, he was just saying that. Just saying that because he wants to, you know, burnish his brand and get people to buy his books or whatever. Okay. Then he announced he was going to run. They said, well, sure, he's a reality show star. And people think that's interesting, but he's not going to get any votes. Then he got votes. Then he, and then they said he's not going to win any primaries. Then he won primaries. Then they said, but he's not going to win the nomination. Then he won the nomination. And now these same people are saying he's not going to win the election. Yeah, he could win the election. Because like I said, this is a slow-moving right-wing coup that we are witnessing when the FBI is politicized to this degree working with Russia, hacking one side. This is a coup, and this could fucking happen in this country. So I don't want to hear any bullshit about she's got it in the bag. When I turn on the TV today, the headline was, for the first time, she slipped below 270. Slipped below 270. Your thoughts? <laughs> well, first of all, <clears throat> It is really clear that if he wins, it will take us into this authoritarian yes. nightmare. It's and, and, and there are a lot of people who, who appreciate a strong leader 
I don't know how. Yeah, they're called fascists. Well, yes, but disguised, disguised right. as a man of the people in sitting right. in Louis That's the Fourteenth chairs. Yeah. But I am curious about if he did win, or if he even doesn't win and takes his fifty million people that will vote for him with him, what happens? To the Republican Party that we knew, because you well, cannot have. Let's worry an about that next week. Okay. I'm not, I'm not. You know what? I'm not worried about the Republican Party as we knew. I'm worried about him winning, and, and I'm not worried about his people showing up and taking over a Waffle House. You know. <laughs> I'm worried. Well, first of all, I don't think he's going to win, and I'll tell you why he's not going to win. Because. Well, that's dangerous. No, it isn't Get dangerous. Get off the panel. No, hold on. <laughs> It is not dangerous You're not because even he's an American. Got... Yes, I am an American. So well, there. Then, then you should shit your pants too. Uh, soon. No. No, no more than you I, ordinarily I, do. Thank very, you. Very politely. No, it's 268, Bill, and it's. You remember we have 268. That's where they're saying CNN. She's at 268. 268. Big deal. Not enough. I understand that, but you have to understand that the, what what the president talked about is the fault lies in the media. The media, totally. the media, the media. And right now, what do they want? The media wants us to watch an election night. They don't want something in the bag. It's not good for ratings. Okay. I don't trust but, anything when it comes but, to the media. Well, but, but, I mean, one thing is very clear. Um, we are seeing more people right now registered to vote than at any time in U.S. history. Uh, I agree with you that this, that, I agree with you that we should be afraid and that we should get people out to vote as a result. But I agree with you that ultimately, well, people are more sane yeah. than, than yeah, those who okay. would elect that okay. man uh, as there president. Have been, uh, since the Supreme Court shot down the Voting Rights Act, remember that happened? Yes. 868 polling places in the South have been closed since the last election. Those are the people who vote Democratic. A federal judge scolded North Carolina, which is yes, run by Republicans, yes, yes. for preventing people from voting. And I don't trust them not to hack the machines. I mean, if the FBI, what we learned this week about the FBI, mm -hmm. that there's this faction, and of course, in, in security law enforcement agencies, it's usually right-wing folks. The difference between fascism, and I know that's a strong word, but that's what it is, and what we have enjoyed in this country for 240 years is that those types are under the rule of law. If Trump gets elected, they're not. Bill, they are the rule of law. I, I was one of those pundits who said everything that you made fun of at every stage of the way. So, um, so take what I say with a grain of salt. But when you talk in the way you do, you intensify the problem. You don't cure it. This is not a, a right-wing coup. Uh, there are 4,000-plus Republican state legislators in the country. About 5% of them have endorsed Donald Trump. 75% of the Democratic state legislators have endorsed Hillary Clinton. No, uh, of the past Republican presidents, and there are more than a few, past Republican candidates for president, um, again, they have held back. Mitt Romney has delivered uh, the most impassioned anti-Trump speech of, of anybody in the campaign. When you say things like they're going to hack the machines, one of the things that is at issue... I didn't say they were. I said they're capable of it. If the FBI is capable of taking leaks from Russia and using it against one side, there have been no leaks on the other side. Can what? you imagine what's in the Republican emails? One of the wow, things, what, Chris what? Christie, are you going to finish that pickle? <laughs> <laughs> what, one of the things... 
<laughs> Come on, I'm done with the comedy show. There you go. We got to do a little laughter. Uh, absolutely. Let's the, la whistle past the graveyard. Yeah. The, the president do has a little his, song. For I'm us. on hairspray, December 7. <laughs> go ahead. The president has this very eloquent speech about all the things that are on the ballot. Um, but among the things that are on the ballot are confidence in American institutions um, and the trust in the institutions. Yes. And one of the things that has made Trump possible is the systematic discrediting of institutions. And that is not a right-wing phenomenon exclusively, although it happens. It happens from all kinds of trajectories. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I remember Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in 2004 suggesting that American democracy was a conspiracy. It is not a uniquely uh, rep Republican thing. And there's a lot of it on the Democratic side, a lot of it on the Bernie side. One of the things that we... You talked about this with the president. I thought you made a really good point I mean, about the collapse of media. Um, there is one small town in Macedonia that has hosts a hundred pro-Trump sites whose Facebook entries get more likes and more interaction than all of the articles on the campaign from the New York Times. And they're doing it for clicks and for, for, for bucks. Um, there may be Russian intelligence there too, but these young people are doing it to, uh, to make a living. And their consumers are people who are so jaundiced to hear all the time, well, you can't trust the mainstream corporate media. Stop that. One of the things that this election should remind us of is the importance of expertise and of institutions. Um, and when we talk about elites in the plural, we don't mean the people who belong to the elites. We mean those institutions of systematic accumulation and testing of knowledge, of true against false. And Unless you reaffirm that, you're going to have more Trumps. But he's the one who well, is undermining all of that. Yes, 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 he's, he's, yes he is. He's benefiting from no, no, it. Well, no, he is, but he's saying, one, the election is rigged. Number two, he's encouraging whatever happens post-election, Jason Chaffetz and the others, to do these ongoing investigations which would delegitimize the outcome of the election. He's not go he, said, he hasn't said to this day that he will accept the outcome of the right. election. He is encouraging, uh, and, he's and encouraging again, Russia to hack I, us and the integrity of this election. I'm with you in all of that, but he did not... The, the, the guardrails that collapsed that made him possible... I wrote an article for The Atlantic about the seven guardrails that broke through which he drove... He didn't knock them down. He found them down already. But Dave, and it's not just conservatives who knock them down. The attack but on SBC's, every time the attack he's on been knowledge on television. Has, has come from all kinds of places. The attack on institutions and the, on, and the attack on the necessary elements of gatekeeping by tr people you trust, yes, professional sir. politicians. I was going to say, if every time you saw one of these insane things that he says that makes no sense, right. the wall on, or his economic policy, that you had Anderson Cooper not with two surrogates from the right and two surrogates for the left, so everyone would think that CNN was fair and balanced, but actually someone stating the truth. And actually, a fine being right. impl but, but, implemented. I mean, if you didn't say this, no, if you sell, let me just say, if you sell, if you sell, yeah. if you sell beer or you sell aspirin, you right. have to say what's really true. Right. But if you say have a commercial for Donald Trump filled with lies, there's no checks and balances. I mean, this is a mistake. And again, I've said this many times: politicians can say anything because people don't know right. anything. Right. Right. When you say. Hillary is going to let 650 million people in in a week. It is so insane that, that first of all, the press doesn't right there throw the red flag and go, this Absolutely. guy cannot be Built president. The but, but let's go back to the first thing you said, Dave. You were wrong about everything so far. Yes. That's so important. Because I think you're old thinking. You're thinking in the terms of someone who gets elected and is going to abide by the rule of law. That's not what these people will do. Well, the reason no. why I, I use the word fascism is because cult of personality, 
with the dictator, and they don't care about rule of law. Who's the they, they here? They, well, it's going to be Donald Trump president, Chris Christie, attorney general of the United States, and he's never been a vengeful guy. We know right, that from right, him. Right, right, of course. And Rudy Giuliani, the head of the FBI. But, but when you... You want to live in that country? I do, I, I do not, and I've done my part in writing and in voting to prevent it. But when you denounce the politicians, what happened in this election, and I think Governor Granholm um, will agree with this, that the way normally people like Donald Trump are kept from power in democracies is there is actually a network of professionals who want to win elections, who want to form coalitions, who have limited goals. That's what they said in Germany. Uh, you know that Hitler was elected? Hitler was elected. I and know, what I know he... a bit about this. Okay. And he, three months after he was elected, what did he do? He burned the Reichstag to create an emergency where he needed more powers. He, he was don't elect... you think that they would have that in their mind? They, oh, the first, I'm not, the, I don't want to be pedantic about the, the history first... of, the, of, of Germany, but he won... Um, um, Barely a third of the vote. In fact, in fact, his vote had dropped from the previous round. Oh, I feel so much better. Um, but no, the point is, what <laughs> failed? What <laughs> failed with the institutions of the state and the institution of politics? And what, well, what I, what I'm entreating you, um, because places like this, and not you, but your audience, are people who are skeptical about the norms of institutions and of democracy, who do not believe in politics and do not believe in politicians, and think there's something grubby about deal-making and coalition-making. No. Back me up I on don't this. think, David, that, I, don't, and, I think that that this is, election Those they were the people they, who, who were... Who, Dave, who, they don't believe no. in politics or election. They, are the they have proved it. It's, it's all the things I'm saying. The 95% of Republican state legislators who didn't endorse Donald Trump believe in politics. They're frightened right the, now. Right. But but they but they are also well, disempowered and discredited, okay. and their work is important. Right. So and why, needs to be yes, why, these why aren't they standing yeah, up? I was why say, are they accomplices? You think that Paul Ryan at three in the morning when he's talking to his wife actually believes that Donald Trump should be the president of the United States? You know he doesn't. Oh, at three in the afternoon when he looks haunted and hunted when he talks right. to the television camera. He looks miserable. Have you ever but, seen anyone look more unhappy than Paul Ryan? But let so, me all of them. Look, look. So why are they watching this happen? Why yes. are they encouraging exactly. this to happen, this takedown of and, democracy that got them and, elected and by that the they're way, working in? We are unraveling at a, at a very quick pace. There is a senator, Ron Johnson, you know this guy from Wisconsin? From Wisconsin. Talks about impeaching Hillary. Yeah. She has, I made a joke last week that she's going to testify in a ball gown, you right. know, after, at the night of the inauguration. Right. That's what they really want to do. Yeah. Talk about impeaching her? She hadn't been elected yet. Um, fascists decide that you're a criminal. Then they find the crime. This is what they've done with Hillary Clinton. This is what they've done they, with they the They do FBI. not have crimes yeah, here. Yeah. The big lie. Trump is out there every day talking about she's under criminal investigation. No, she's not. She's not. The emails are not a crime. And they have not found anything on Anthony Weiner's dick smorgasbord. <laughs> That's not really the no, no, no. I know what you're going for, but... <laughs> it's the Jack Daniels. You no, know it is. It's that whole limited education thing that you struggle with. Yeah. <laughs> But the, but the but, irony about this is that that FBI chapter, which is out of New York, was using this much derided and debunked book called Clinton Cash to be able to leak out that there was some investigation happening of the Clinton Foundation. Who wrote that but a guy who comes from something called the American or the Government Accountability Institute? What is the Government Accountability Institute? It is something that Steve Bannon founded. 
who is Steve Bannon, but the chairman of Donald Trump's campaign. Formerly head of Breitbart. I, formerly right. head of I, I, Breitbart, I, I, head of the alt-right. So right. my Clinton point is just saying that... a pretty good book, and it's reporting st checks it, out, it and, was, it was, and it was independently... No, it was totally but, and, and the most important story in the book... The most important story in the book was ratified by the independent reporting of the New York Times. In April 2015, the uranium story. When you reach a point, after we've had for like 20 years, where everything is so politicized that they're going to impeach the person before they've gotten her into office, where put her in jail, what's the chant? Lock, Lock her, her up. up. Lock yeah. her up. Now they're saying even Ex execute her. You've gotten to this point where like Rwanda was in the 90s, where the other is such vermin, like Hitler called the Jews and the Slavs, that when you take power, you're doing God's work by eliminating your enemies. Right. That's where I mean, we are. Oh, oh, let's discuss the nominating a Supreme Court justices. Yes. Yeah, yes. I was going to say the Supreme Court. Now, the FBI. But, uh, here's what I'm interested in. David, as a Republican, how do you rationalize what John McCain said last week about opposing everyone that Hillary would present? Um, I don't rationalize it, but, but what do you I, think but he's I understand thinking? What, I, what I think he's th what has happened to a lot of Republicans because the, the party system is broken down because the party is in crisis that you have people who are normal leaders who are afraid. They they what of what? Okay, well, my soapbox. What happened to the Republican Party in uh, 2009 veered in an extreme direction. Um, it's, it, the leadership misread what the members wanted. The members wanted um, more health care, less immigration, fewer wars, no more bushes. Uh, what they got was less health care, more immigration, a more aggressive foreign policy, and one more bush. Um, out, of that, <laughs> out of that disconnect, out of that disconnect between leaders and led, there created this enormous power vacuum. And into that, Donald Trump stepped, and he smashed the party, the power of the of the political of the organized politicians. And they are now frightened because they went too far in the wrong direction at the moment when it counted. And th this, look, I, that was my soapbox. Yeah, I, 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 I shed, I shed blood. I, mean, I once, lost a job. I shed blood in this trench. But they, they should once not Donald Trump is elected, your sharply worded editorials in the Atlantic are not going to restrain these people. No, if, it, should he be elected? Just, should he be elected, what we need to do is to mobilize the working institutions of oh, American life. Sake. No, th no, that's... No, Bill, you, we you, have to, you, this is what you must defend. And if you are cynical about yeah. these things, and if your audience, if well, these Bernie of course Sanders progressive are they are they are burning down the fences that will keep them safe. The courts, well, the bureaucracy, well, the police, the military. There's nothing that Trump. will keep you safe. I, I, I mean, every American who rejects institutions, not all of whom are voting for Donald Trump. Look, I mean, so-called progressives nothing, who, who, who think that politicians are all scoundrels and who think that the work of coalition building that you do is, is dirty, um, that, that, is, uh, that there's something there wrong with making deals. There is nothing uh, that will keep you safe, deals. Mr. Frum. Excuse me, but Donald Trump, cult of personality. I mean, just since October 1st, we found out he doesn't pay taxes. Then Pussygate happened. Amazingly, front bum gate we call it Canadians. What, what Fr front bum. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Front bum gate. Yeah. I have never called that. it that. Oh, he's, he's you in your little bubble. He thinks, okay. You think you can come here and tell them anything and they'll believe it? Yeah. Front so, bum. He doesn't pay taxes, uh, sexual assault, and then he just says he's not going to concede the election. And, and, and no, adds, get, no not, and doesn't really give to charity either. As New York Times said last All these things didn't knock him down, and. Russia. Yes. Russia yes. is not our friend. They were the enemy for all these years, and now plainly they're in collusion with the Republican candidate. Why isn't this the story every night? Well, this is a giant, uh, giant scandal. Uh, this is insane. On, on, on behalf of...
Bill, on, on, on behalf of neocons everywhere, I'll say we told you so. About what? Well, about Russia. I mean, we've been telling okay. you so about... Well, okay. tell us we, we, now. We've been telling... so, so and, what, why aren't the neocons, other than you, standing up uh, and saying, this is wrong. This man is exhorting well, Russia this to is, act into yes, our system. Plenty are, uh, why aren't they? Pl plenty are. Plenty, plenty are. are. No, they are. No, they are not. They are not. No, they aren't. Uh, no, here, here, here's what not. Deputy CIA Deputy Director Mike Morrell said about Trump. In the intelligence business, we would say that Mr. Putin has recruited Mr. Trump as an unwitting agent. Of the Republican this, Federation. Right. Yes. This is what Russia. Lenin used to call a useful idiot. Yeah. And yeah. that's what Donald Trump is to the Russians, a useful idiot. And you sound and, like... You sound like my friends at Commentary Magazine, and that okay. is the, uh, I don't that, care who I sound like. That's what the, that's the, you, you, the truth. But then we go right. back right. to the media is not reporting it. Why? Exactly. Why I is don't the know. media? Well, okay, and, there was a story this morning in Newsweek. It was a big story talking about... Uh, it was Newsweek. A, uh, it who was the a, fuck reads okay, Newsweek? Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm this just, reporter me, was all over okay. it, and he said that not only is this very tight, this Russian, the Russian connection with, with, uh, with Trump, but that the Russians even when Donald Trump started to attack the Khan family, that the Russians even right. had second thoughts because right. they thought he was too crazy. But could I yeah. just make a point? And okay. then they came back around but because, let of me course, make a plea. he's their lapdog. Limited to, to, to the young people? Yes, please. Because, you know, like, no, really. young, like they say in the action movies, the shit just got real. Yeah. I know you're young and idealistic, so I've heard these young people on the news and they say things like, well, Donald Trump, I don't like him, but Hillary, I can't vote for a liar. Uh. I mean, first of all, it's just apples and oranges, an orange. Um, <laughs> but uh, kids, I've been doing this for 23 years on TV. I've seen a lot. I know politics. This Please. is different. I promise you this will not make your life better. And also, once fascists get power... They don't give it up. You've got Preach. President Trump for life. I know liberals made a big mistake because we attacked your boy Bush like he was the end of the world, and he wasn't. And Mitt Romney, we attacked that way. I gave Obama a million dollars to throw freighter Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney wouldn't have changed my life that much, or yours, no, absolutely or John McCain. They were honorable men who we disagreed with, and we should have kept it that way. So we cried wolf, and that was wrong. But this is real. Yeah. This is going to be way different. And I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand millennials that was, that was well at, on any level. That was well said. It is their, it is their Supreme Court that we're talking about. It is their future. It's their Supreme Court. It's Roe versus Wade. If you believe in that, it is. I, I mean, look. Okay. I am. Not, I'm three wait, months wait, wait, away from Sunrise Assisted Living. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> but this can I go no, with you? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no, we're sharing a room in bunk beds, like the students. But, 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 we're, we're, <laughs> but we are. Their whole future is before them. How can this election not be the most important thing in their lives? No, but but, while, but while, you're, the, while, the while you're making pleas, while you're making pleas to a youthful audience that listens to you on this defensive institutions. When you say all these things about Russia, how do you know these things? You know it because of the derided corporate mainstream media. It is the New York Times and the Washington Post and institutions like that that broke these stories. Um, and and people, he's going to go after them. No, the, no, no, he has point. no respect. He's he already calls them said the it. What, 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 what I'm asking you to do, and what I'm asking your viewers to do, is not to go at, not to join them, and not to deride the detested mainstream corporate media, but to buy a subscription to a newspaper, and not to rely yeah. on Facebook. Okay. And I would say, I know you're going to that. 
for those millennials who feel like they can't, they're just not there, don't, you're not going to have a beer with Hillary Clinton, but you are going to be voting for the child in Flint who needs to have safe lead pipes and, and the single mom. And, 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 and you yes. and your health care up to 26 years old. And normal thinking and someone who believes in global and, warming. Right, and, I mean, you're voting for is, everybody right. who's affected by this. It's not just about you. Okay. And if it's you don't everybody. vote, you are voting for Donald Trump. You might That's as well right. just vote for Donald Trump. Right. You are oh. aiding and abetting. Thank you, guys. It's time Thank for you. new rules. Perhaps our last. <laughs> our final new rules. <laughs> new rules, someone has to ask the men who ended the study of an effective male birth control shot because it caused mood swings, an altered libido, and acne. What do you think the birth control pill does to women? It causes mood swings, altered libido, and acne. Hey, guys, take the shot, you whiny little bitches. <laughs> what better way for us all to not get pregnant than having both of us covered in zits, not in the mood for sex, <laughs> and quietly crying because nobody understands me! <laughs> New rule, stop asking what happened to Hamburger Helper's fifth finger. Where do you think it is? It's in your hamburger. <laughs> Neural computer geeks need to explain why my computer always needs to take a moment to think it over when I ask it to print something. Save right away. Check my email. Way ahead of you, boss. Print. Hold on. It's just a boarding pass. It's not the beginning of a relationship. It won't help to make, to make me wait before you put out. <laughs> New rule, the Gucci company should merge with Audi and the Olympics and form a doodle of pubic hair. When you think fine Italian handbags, luxury automobiles, and tra track and field, Think a doodle of pubic hair. <laughs> and if you didn't think that was funny now, trust me, when marijuana is legal next week, you're gonna think it's hilarious. <laughs> <clears throat> New rule, if you're part of the growing movement known as ecosexuals, that's right, ecosexuals who have sex with the earth by hiking naked, skinny dipping, masturbating under waterfalls, and yes, fucking trees. <laughs> You have to stop doing that. <laughs> or at least hurry it up. My dog is waiting to use that tree. <laughs> and finally, new rule. Before leaving this election behind, we must all thank Donald Trump for the one good thing he did. He exposed evangelicals, who are big Trump supporters, as the shameless hypocrites they've always been. I don't know if you noticed, but Republicans didn't get to play the Jesus card this time around because it's hard to bring up the Ten Commandments when your candidate spent his life breaking all of them. <laughs> Trump's commandments are like the regular commandments with LOL at the end. <laughs> Adultery? Check. 
cursing. Listen, you motherfuckers. Check. Stealing. Check. Bearing false witness. Wrong. Check. False idols. Oh, yeah. He is the world's least godly man. Jesus saw the good in whores and lepers, but if he met Donald Trump, he'd go, sorry, man, that's a pre-existing condition. (laughs) So with four days left in this longest election ever, I'm going to stop for a minute and appreciate this one silver lining that for once, religion wasn't dragged into the debate after so many elections where the candidates tried to out-Jesus each other. (laughs) This one had no talk from either candidate about how they start their morning with scripture. (laughs) The Republican wasn't reaching out to his prayer warriors. The debate moderators weren't asking, how does faith inform your decisions? And best of all, we were spared the sight of having to watch Hillary Clinton try and clap on the beat with a black church choir. (laughs) But I still think we are owed an explanation from the values voters as to how they could line up behind Trump, a man who loves to say, nobody loves the Bible more than I do, but when asked, couldn't name a single passage Even Sarah Palin said, oh, for fuck's sake, it's not a newspaper. (laughs) Trump tried to quote scripture once and called 2 Corinthians 2 Corinthians. (laughs) As in 2 Corinthians, walk into a bar. He also once accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Trump has nothing in common with Jesus, who was from the Middle East. Trump wouldn't even let him in the country. (laughs) Jesus healed the blind. Trump mocks the handicapped. Jesus turned the other cheek. Trump grabs your pussy. (laughs) Jesus turned water into wine. Trump just whines. The Bible says, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Trump says, fine, what about my daughter? (laughs) He did. He's the devil. What part of pleased to meet you? Hope you guess my name, don't you understand? In the primaries, evangelicals had a whole bouquet of religious nuts to choose from. Mike Huckabee. Rick Santorum, Scott Walker, Ted Cruz, Ben Carson. Ben Carson, who doesn't just walk with Jesus, they shower together. (laughs) (laughs) But they went for the foul-mouthed, thrice-married pussy grabber. With one exception, and I never thought I would hear myself say this, but let's hear it for the Mormons. The Mormons who bailed on Trump bigly. White evangelicals go for Trump over Hillary, 75 to 14, but only 19% of Utah Mormons have a favorable view of Orange Hitler. Because apparently the Mormons believe you shouldn't vote for a lying, infantile scumbag just because he's on your team. 
And they're Mormons. They'll believe almost anything. <laughs> they believe underwear has magic powers. And you get your own planet when you die. And Adam and Eve were born in Missouri, and Jesus hung with the Indians who were Jewish. <laughs> they let Donny Osmond claim he's a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> but ask one if Trump would make a good president, and they're like, do I look like I was born yesterday? <laughs> Thank you very much. I hope we're here next week. I'll be at the movie theater in Austin, January 21st. At the Fair Park in Dallas, the 22nd. I want to thank David Crum, Jennifer Granholm, Martin Short, oh, and President Barack Obama. Join us now for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you, folks. Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.